outro music. What? We've made it. We did. We're here. We're here. Finally. Banter. Beskar and Bantha Milk. Yes. The Mandalorian podcast. And finally, The Mandalorian has arrived. It has arrived. We are, we are in our glory here uh, at uh, Bant- uh, the Bantha Milk headquarters. The Bantha Milk headquarters. Um, and can you believe the luck we had picking our name? I know. I, exactly. <laughs> I was. It's funny because... You know, we talked about this a couple of times, how how deep I had to dive into Mandalorian lore to find a really cool name that went along with banter. Yeah, right. We and, needed something alliterative yes. you know, that kept with our theme. And, you know, you nailed it. Right? I nailed you it. You nailed it. In the first two episodes, I think they said the word Beskar. 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 But yeah. Yeah, the, the first time. they said it about a thousand times. A thousand maybe. times. Maybe. It was like one of the first things they said. Yeah, that, that uh, the bad guy. I don't even know what his name Whatever was, but the uh, the bounty hunter jerk guy. Probably Steve. He's, he's <laughs> Steve. Steve the Freaking bad guy. Steve the bad guy. Bad oh, guys' names are always Steve. Always Steve. If there's ever a bad guy, his name is Steve. Yeah. But he says all these things in some other language, and then in the middle of it, you hear Beskar. That's it, man. And I was like, boom. boom. Immediately, we Nailed knew it. that we were on to something here. That's right. So welcome back for our first post-episode discussion. Post. It's going to be a, a, a twofer here, because yes. the Disney Plus thing, they, they had two come out this week, so we are going to have double the action, double the fun. And we've got a uh, interesting-looking drink lined up. We sure do. Yeah, so before we, sure we get do. into all the juicy goodness that is... The Mandalorian episodes one and two. And by the way, this should be like, I shouldn't need to say this, but there will be spoilers from oh, here yes. going forward. So Spoiler alert. If you have not seen uh, episodes one and two of The Mandalorian. Uh, then why are you even listening to Yeah, this? man. Like, press pause, go listen yes. right now, and then come back and listen to us. Cause, come back. Because why not? Because it was awesome. So anyway, um, the drink. Let's talk about this drink. This Rob. drink is interesting. We, we added a little extra something to it to make it even better yeah so it's called the giggling yoda the giggling and, uh, yoda those of you who have seen the episode which by now should be everyone listening uh will get some you know insight as to why that might be we have a, a yoda themed drink uh we've had some bad luck with green drinks we have we but have. luckily there's no midori no in midori this at all i'm very excited about it so what we have we blended up a pear a pear um, we blended, uh, what else? Oh, like 10 grapes, 10 grapes, grapes green like grapes we used, green which grapes. actually blend to pretty clear. Yeah. We actually uh, wound up putting in a drop of green, one drop of green food coloring yeah, to make yeah. it greener. That's okay. You know, we're, we're not going here for authenticity. No. We're going for the, the spirit of the thing. So we've got the pear. Also, we have the pear, uh, vodka, pear vodka. We're reusing that extra. pear vodka that we yes, used. We like the pear vodka. That wasn't bad. And mixing. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So. Here's the deal. We blended it together, and it's and it's been called on on the internet one of the least attractive cocktails of all time. And it's bubbling right it's now. It's bubbling. We just poured it into a like a, a mixer so that we could maybe shake it up, shake it up, and cool it down. But it's like it looks like it's I don't know because be in in the recipe it calls for it calls for pears, um, vodka, grapes, 
And that's pretty much it, right? Oh, oh and ginger beer. And ginger beer. And pour ginger, beer. B- ginger beer on top. So here we go. We're going to pour this drink here. But people people online said that it's not cold enough, so Nick decided to uh, add some ice cubes to it. And it has been also referred to as the grossest-looking drink because it's very clumpy. The pears, It is really clumpy. The pears and the grapes do not mix and blend nice and smoothly. I'm it's not a, having an easy time here. It's like a here. slushy here, especially now with the ice cubes. We might have to throw all the ice cubes and everything back into the blender one more yeah. time. Yeah, that might that might be a thing that happens. I don't know. It's this isn't my most successful foray into the Star Wars cocktail making, but you know, but we live and we learn here at, at uh, Bantam Milk Podcast. So I'm, you know, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pour it, pour into the, the ice cubes into the blender. Yeah, you know what? And we're gonna blend this sucker on up. So while we do that, uh, I don't know. Let's let's. Oh, we can listen to some music we're while we're doing to some that. Music. All right, and so, we're back. And we're back. So Sorry next, for that that slight delay there. That's okay. Uh, little little mix up there. We got. We'll have to fix that in post. Yeah, we're gonna uh, you know talk to our, our editors about that. Yes, one, right? we'll leave that one for them. Yeah. Uh, but now we we blended a little ice, and y'all, this is gonna be a very complicated drink for you to try with us. I don't know. Um, you can give it a try. Ooh, we have some some mood music. music. Some mood music. And if you don't know, right, speaking of this mood music, Whoa. we um. The Mandalorian, every, after every episode, they are releasing the soundtrack uh, music that goes along with each episode. And how freaking cool was the music in this show? It was awesome. Like, you know, I'm a musician, so when you talk about Star Wars and music and you don't include the words John and Williams in there, I'm automatically skeptical. Yes, but well now, we, now you're going to have to include the words Ludwig Gorison into it because that's the guy that did this because he's doing an awesome, awesome job. Or, yeah, I mean, it's kill, it fits the aesthetic. It is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you, all right, we have our Giggling Yoda ready. The Giggling Yoda is right, ready. i got to tell you, this is, this is earning its name as one of the least attractive yes, drinks I've ever seen. it is very seen. clumpy. It looks like the swamps of Dagobah. It does look, and that's why they they said it was supposed to be like a swampy drink. It and smells great. It does smell wonderful. Oh, we need to put the little. Oh, that's mints. right. We also you're supposed to put some mint sprigs some, on top. Some fresh mint from some, our yeah from, uh, from, from our garden, garden here. Yeah, he's, yes, he's killing it. Yeah. So all right. So here we go. Here we so. are with the giggling Yoda. Giggling Yoda. All right. This one's for you, Rob. There we, there we go. go. Cheers. Cheers. That is, that is, uh, what do you think, Rob? <laughs> well. <laughs> Chew, keep chewing. Keep yeah. chewing. It's, it's the chewiest drink that I've ever, I think it should be called the Chewbacca, actually, because oh, it is the chewiest drink that I've ever had. This is, uh, first of all, it's a little strong. It is a little strong. Yeah, uh, I put a little, I was a little heavy handed on the, on the pear vodka there. Yeah, but that's okay, because it's got to balance out all the chewiness somehow. Yeah, um, so... What do you what do you think we're gonna rate this one, Rob? Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna power through this drink. I am drinking this drink. You're eating, eating this, this drink. drink. We are definitely eating this drink. So if there's ever a drink that you want to eat, get the giggling Yoda. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to put this definitely down in in the Jar Jar category. Yeah. I think. Um, this, so last episode we changed the. Um, our, our rating system. Our rating system. Yeah. We tried to make it a lot easier. Yeah, by a lot more simple. 12 more different categories. Yeah, of course. Because that's how you make things easier is by adding more things. But I think if we were to just scale back and just go straight through just a Jar Jar to a uh, to an Ewok to a, uh, what's a Porg. 
This is a, I'm just putting it in a jar. I don't even yeah. want to. This this drink is making me upset. Yeah. I, sh- I, I have a bottle of Malibu in my car. I should just go just out. Go and just, just, <laughs> we could just sip some Malibu while we talk. It That's okay. I am gonna to... I'm gonna chew my way through. Yes. I'm giving it another try. Hold on. You know. Um. No. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. so with it's that interesting. Being said. <laughs> it is. Like think of what Bantha milk was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a. Like a. Uh, like a Fat Tuesdays type of uh, like a blended drink. This is more like um, just like eating fruit that I guess maybe yeah. you know maybe the squeezy you, pouches uh-huh. those, those yeah. little, like a like apple a go-go squeeze, squeeze yeah, the go-go apple squeeze. yeah mm-hmm. it's like a go-go squeeze that fermented a little bit yeah so and... if you ever have your jaw wired shut and you can't eat anything don't want, even try this and you want to mm. drink some alcohol this would be the way you could get your nutrients I think I actually prefer the Midori uh, I'm. So not you. <laughs> no, still not me. Still not me. I'm, I don't I'm know. thinking just... maybe once the ice cubes melt a little bit, and you don't have to chew through the ice cubes as well. I mean, but you're chewing through some pulp. There's in a there. lot of pulp in here. Yeah. So yeah. So that okay, was an so epic gonna, fail. On we're going to move on from moving this on into better territory, and better territory is these two glorious episodes of the Mandalorian. Yes. And I was like a kid on Christmas. Yes, a hundred percent. Now so, I. I wanted to. I'm telling people that I did this for research purposes, but okay. I watched the first episode easily nine times. Nine. Okay. See, I was up to six, and I thought okay. I was pretty. Uh, yeah. Intense. No. I I watch, and then I, now with the two episodes being short, the first episode's 38 minutes with um, yeah. closing credits. Yeah. Can we talk about the closing credits real fast? Yeah, we sure can. Those storyboards or that art at the oh, end it's is amazing, man. It's it amazing. So, so you definitely have to stick all the way through just to watch the artwork at the end of each one. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Episode. Oh, by the way, we should mention uh, Bantha oh. Milk Podcast. We're on Instagram. We're yes. on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We have an email address. Please send us a better drink than this. Uh, we're looking for all these recipes ourselves right now, and I need for y'all, if you have a drink, if you even want to create a drink for us, I don't care. Something that's something not, that's not fruit related, chewy fruit related. Yeah, something I don't have to chew through. Would now, be nice. in its defense, we did read the the article about this. It did say, yeah, it's very low rated, and we were like, we're gonna like it anyway. Well, they they said it tasted pretty good. Though. Oh, we needed to do a, a picture as well. Yeah, we will. We will. It's just I'm disheartened. <laughs> anyway, we're at Bantha Milk uh, Podcast on Instagram. We're Instagram. at Bantha Milk on Twitter. Twitter. Bantha Milk Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us an email uh, just to say, hey, send us an email to give us corrections. I don't think we got any corrections this no, week. No, we did very, very well exciting. last week. We corrected ourselves. Um, but yeah, send us any emails you want to send us and we'll we'll just be pickled. Tickled. We have a lot of people. We'll be pickled about it. A lot of people who like are contacting drink. us telling us that they want to be on the show. Yeah, well, my um, wife was supposed to be on today. She was. We were oh, supposed we were to bummed. have a guest today. Yeah, my uh, my wife, another very avid Star Wars fan. She was gonna. She was very prepared. She was really excited to talk about all the stuff in these episodes, but she lost her voice. And then she lost her voice. Yeah. So sorry, she's not here. But here we are to continue chatting. Yes. About the Mandalorian. So let's get started because let's jump right into we, it. We have a lot of a lot of things to process. A lot of tinfoil to wear on our heads. Mm-hmm. So we jump right into chapter one. And, and one more time, spoiler alert, we yeah. are going to give you the synopsis of the show, plus a lot of details when you watched it as many times as we have. You notice, the you notice a lot of little, yeah, little yeah. things. So, so uh, automatically, we're in, in the West in space. 
I yes. mean, like the, the whole aesthetic is amazing. The cinematography, oh my gosh, the, the cinematography, music, the uh, just like the different instruments they mm-hmm. use. It's just it's gorgeous. I love everything about it. Uh, and then we walk in, and obviously we he we were sitting in on his first bounty. We're like, all right, here's the an intro to the show. And there was a lot of world building that happened this episode. Yes, right. And so yes. that's kind of what, especially this first scene was setting up. Here we have Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's a pretty darn good bounty hunter. Yes. Uh, you don't want to mess with him. Just look what happens to these guys that mess with him. That's and, right. Ooh, we got to see that shot of the the door closing on, on Mr. And Fishface. in this episode, much slower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they led us to believe in the, uh, in the in trailer the that it was just trailers. a nice, clean chop. Yeah. This one, like... Like we had we had talked about, it, like you would think they would have some sort of a a protection. Yeah, it looks yeah. like that prote- protection tried, but it it just and then on and then it just it slowed down and then and yeah then, for Disney I was pretty impressed. with Yes, that. it was, was very good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and let's talk about the other. Well, so that fish face guy. The rumors were that he could have been um, the one of Jabba's. Uh, assistants, right? And like the accountant or something. Yeah, the right? accountant, but um. They wouldn't have killed Jabba's accountant off in the first three seconds. No. So uh, <laughs> Nick just tried another sip of it. Yeah. Um, so bad. So he he's just another sane uh, creature, uh, yeah. But just another bounty hunter guy, and he he didn't work out very well. No. Um, I do love going back to just the overall feel of the whole thing. How old school everything is too like when he gets in his ship later on we'll talk about that as well all the buttons and switches and stuff are the same good old fashioned uh regular levers no digital buttons or yeah, anything like that these, yep they're keeping, keeping it, it like 1977 like star wars feeling it's beautiful yes i love it um the uh uh what's what was the the blue bounty hunter the guy that the bounty was on Oh, the uh, fish guy. The fish guy. Oh, yeah. He, I forget what his name was, but um, he, he told he said what his uh, species was. Yeah. When he had to had to use the Myth, bat tube. Mithril is his name. Okay. That was his name on IMDb. All right. Uh, he was played by Horatio Sands. Was that Horatio? That Sands? was Horatio no Sands. Yeah. I, from, I knew it was someone I had. Yeah. So that was that was Horatio Sands from wow. good old SNL, and then you know he's done many other things after that. Yeah. So let's talk. I want to talk about him just for briefly, also. Let's talk. About so in the beginning, like you see him, he looks like like a chunky little like. Oh, you feel bad for the guy because you got these big brawny bounty hunters who are being mean to him and whatever. And you're oh, maybe it's just mistaken identity. Maybe he's just you know, he got himself into something bad, whatever. But then the more when he's sitting on the razor crest, the more he talks, the more I'm like, no, I hate this guy. No, he's not good. Yeah, he's not a good guy. No, not. He a good deserved guy. it. He yep. he was. He's definitely a, a Weasley type of character. Yeah. Um, and by the way, when he got on that uh, that ship and he mentioned what day, he mentioned Life Day. Life Day. We have yet another mention. There was at least two uh, two allusions to the Christmas special, the Star Wars Christmas special, in the first episode alone. So that's that's just nuts to me. Yes. I mean, John Favreau must must be a fanboy. I mean, he really likes he, it. him. And well, who's the other guy? The, that's a uh, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave oh, Filoni yeah. is definitely a fanboy. So he's gonna pull in all these little tricks and treats that he can, as many as he can. Yep. Um, and that that first scene in the bar that was like, I, I've heard some people say, oh, it's like really cliche. Everything did was really cliche. Uh, it kind of was, and I kind of liked that because yeah. they are they're like setting up 
this whole Western universe for us. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, this is not the Star Wars you know. This is not the Star Wars you've you've come to know for the past 40 years. This is something different. Yes. And, and it, we have to set the tone. And they do so much with so little in mm-hmm. this first episode, and I think it's outstanding. I, I agree 100%. Like, you... You know you're watching a Western, you know, and it's going to be all those cliche Western things, and that's fine because it's a Western, and that's what they did in, in the old Westerns in the 40s and 50s and 60s, and you know. And he is, I mean, man, with, like, the gunslinger thing, he, mm-hmm. he pulls it off, man. Like, just his stance, the way he walks, yeah, his brooding, just sort of, mm-hmm. and just his whole getup really lends itself and to the, it, really. And the, 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 t- the stereotypical, the typical, the bartender going, oh, he said you spilled his drink, here, I'll give you another one. Oh, yeah. And instead of the drink making it all the way down to the bad guy, he stops it ahead of time. And then and then it all goes bad. And then it all goes bad. But it all goes good. good. Like, it was awesome oh, action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then that, that line, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah. That's like all right it's such a such a bounty hunter yeah bounty he's, hunter he's, he's an outlaw like, outlaw yeah. way of thinking like, i dig it i dig it a lot i hope you dig it too it was great like and then they they head back to the ship right he's just walking him back to the ship and we see that you you like you had mentioned his ship is not the razor crest it is right? not the razor crest okay so doing all this research and I've taken great pride in the amount of research because I've, you know, neglected my real world duties to do all this research yeah, just for you, to, the fans. Who, who needs need who needs real for jobs? you specifically, the fans in general, but you, you listening right, right now, now in particular. I did all this just for you. That's right. Um, You're welcome. So other people are calling the ship. They're saying it's the Razor Crest, like that's the name of it, like the Millennium Falcon or Slave One is the name of the ship. It's not. It's a Razor Crest ship. Yeah, it's the class of ship. The is. class of ship is is the Razor Crest. So yeah. that and that, between that and it not having a name, or at least not he didn't tell us the name yet. Like I don't think I would tell a guy that I have a bounty when he goes, Oh, is this a Razor Crest? Is this uh, pre Empire? I'm not gonna be like, Yeah, this is the Millennium Falcon. Like not like Han Solo where he was like boasting about it to to well, those people were hiring him, so it's a different story. Um, but you know, so maybe it has a name. Maybe we'll find out later. Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't have a name right now, except for like Kyle. Kyle. Kyle has a name, well, and it's Kyle. It's Kyle because and in I the show they call him happens. Mando, but his name is Kyle. Yeah. And so, do we go around calling each other human? Hey, human. I guess we should. We should. Maybe if there were other like. If if like we could talk to animals, maybe that's what they would. Hey, human. Hey, yeah. human. Yeah. Because like I see a dog, I say, Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Kind this, of. We, this led us down a very strange. A path. very strange path. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's uh, whatever. So we'll, hopefully we'll find out names. But it is it is a Razor Crest crest um style of ship. Yeah. It is not the Razor Crest. Yep. And they fly that Razor Crest. And as and we finally the the big buzz on the internet is that we finally know what a Star Wars bathroom looks like, right? We saw it. It's called the back tube. It's called the we back tube. We saw it down there, and it is, I guess, not that much different nope. than what our bathrooms might Looks look like, like our which back is tube. nice. And yes. then, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he gets frozen. They put him on ice. They put him on ice, please. And then him and the rest of his, his group, because then when he goes back to the, uh, to his, the to Bounty, Hunter, Bounty Guild. Hunter Guild, yeah. Which the guild I find interesting because I, I mentioned before how I read the Bounty Hunter series books, right? Um, and in that they do talk about the Bounty Hunter Guild that Bosk is that his name? Bosk. Bosk. How Bosk um, was the head of the Bounty Hunter Guild, and then they basically trick Boba Fett into joining it because Boba Fett was taking all the bounties that because he wasn't in the guild and blah blah blah. Now whatever. was this all like? 
extended universe, this like is all extended universe. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. You. So this was all extended universe. So I'm wondering how we've we've known before you're trying that drink. You're trying it's to make so it work. Bad. It is so bad. It, it just leaves like chunks inside yeah. your mouth. Not um, but Dave Filoni and even um, John Favreau have talked about, you know, maybe they're going to try and incorporate some non-canon stuff into this, um, trying to bring it all together. And I'm wondering if the if the Bounty Hunters Guild is from that non-canon Bounty Hunter Guild. Well, I think what they're trying to do and what's, what's great about like the clean slate that they have is that they have all of this uh, really great uh, material to use. They can use anything from mm-hmm. the extended universe but they're not bound by the stories of the expanded universe. So they're using a lot of the characters from the expanded universe. They're using a lot of the planets, a lot of the ideas, but because they've hit the reset button, yeah. they can, they can really just use those characters however they want. And I think that's kind of a cool thing too. They, they did the same thing with the Thrawn series. Thrawn was a series of books about uh, this Chiss guy, the, the blue people. Uh, and it was a really beloved book and he was a really beloved character. And then when they hit the reset button on Star Wars, Star Wars fans were kind of bummed about that. But okay. apparently the new Thrawn series is also very, very good, okay. but different than the old Thrawn series. So I like the the reset button thing. I, do. I think it, it gives a lot of uh, room for, especially with this franchise thing they're doing, you know, because it's, it's this empire they're building. It's not just like movie, movie, movie anymore. Right. All these webs they're weaving yes. between all the different types of media, and we're going to talk about the video game later because I have been so into the new video game, Jedi Fallen Order, and I think it supports one of my theories. Good. So we'll, we're going we'll, we'll we'll to talk about that, that yes. theory later. So they go back. He he talks to uh, Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Right, and uh, Grief Karga. And again, another kind of stereotypical trope for this sort of thing is like, hey, man, these don't pay enough. I need more money. Oh, I've got this really shady one. The shady one. There's no, you know, there's no puck, you know, it's total underground. Yeah. So that's, that's, again, that's pretty, you know, on the nose, but Mm -hmm. I dig it. It's world building. It's great. I like the whole idea of the pucks, the uh, bounty puck. Yeah. The bounty puck thing is cool. And also the, the transponders that they have where they have the fobs where they go around and they can track you. So, um, their DNA tracking must be very extensive because yeah, it's, it's links up to an individual person yeah, or and that, creature. And they or talk about that chain code, uh-huh. right? And that chain code, whatever is a string of however many numbers that identifies the person. And we find out that the last four digits of that chain code equal your, your age, your age, right? And so this person or alien type creature thing that, Kyle has to go find is well. We first of all we gotta we gotta get there right. Right. So yeah, he we gets skip he's like yeah, a bit. totally. Let's uh let's totally. I want I want more money. I need more money. Yeah. I'm that good that so all these. Up. I'm gonna take all of these. He's like I'll take all of these. Uh, whatever, all the pucks. All yeah. the pucks. And he's like no no no. I got other people. I got other bad. And he goes well then you gotta give me something more than this. So then he then he goes and he gets this other underground CD one. Oh and he walks in man and it is killer. There's like. Banged up, dinted stormtrooper, all dirty uniforms. And, and angry. And they're all looking at him, yeah, ready to kill him. Oof, it's a, and then, and then we see our boy Werner Herzog. Do we even get his character's name? He uh, in IMDb, he does have a name. Okay, because yeah. they didn't say his name for no. sure. Um, but then he like comes in with his beautiful, crazy, creepy voice, mm-hmm. um, and and Doctor Pershing walks in and. Everything changes. There's all this tension in the room, and that's again the. We have you four to one. I like those odds. Oh, uh, that, that I like. 
I think that's like super cheesy, but yeah, I love it. But I love but it. I love it. It's I like, love it. I'm it's like, okay, you think you're that good? It, uh, Werner Herzog's name in IMDb is just the client. The client. Well, that the client. That makes sense. Yeah, because that's right. what he is. He's a client. Right. And so we we get sort of like this this uh, mad scientist sort of feel out of this thing, right? Yes. It's clearly Empire, right? You got stormtroopers, and then he offers him the the most beautiful thing you can offer to a Mandalorian, and what is that? Beskar. It's Beskar, right? And again, I cannot a, a believe Beskar. I cannot believe our luck. I, I can't believe it. Twice. Um, That's a second mention in the first episode yeah, where they so say Beskar. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very important. I think we. So back it. back to the first mention of it is when the bad guy um, scratches his his chest and right, he says right. he says you know a bunch of stuff and then he says is uh, that real is Beskar that real Beskar and. Uh, 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 he, he doesn't even have a name in in IMDb. The bad guy. He's just uh, Steve. He's just Steve. It's Steve the bad guy. We have a con- we have so, already talked. Oh about yes, it. we have. <laughs> um, so, do you think the armor that he's wearing is Beskar or is it Mandalorian style armor, not made out of Beskar, just made out of your typical aluminum foil? Yeah, I think that. I think maybe his helmet. Okay. At the beginning, I think maybe his helmet is like the only thing that's Beskar. Because his helmet is super shiny. It's it's that same sheen as the Beskar that he gets. He gets when he gets Uh, that shoulder. But if you look at every other part of his, and then when he does scrape his armor with the knife, you see it scratches. So I think that's kind of the point is to set up. Hey, here's this Mandalorian. He doesn't have Beskar armor yet. Oh, this guy's offering Beskar. Well, well let, that, let me get some Beskar, yes. Um, And so that becomes more important once we get into the Mandalorian village. Um, and when he walks to the Mandalorian village, another little, little mini thing that you know, hidden. Uh, what do they call it? Little Easter egg. Yeah, little Easter egg. Thank you. You see the the people on the street. They're cooking a Kawasakian monkey lizard. Yeah, the little guy, like the little guy that uh, Jabba had. The Jabba's little guy. Yeah. yeah, Jabba's little guy was Salacious B. Crumb. Yep. But you see them cooking one of them, and then there's another one in the crate, and he makes that same noise that Jabba's. He's like. Like, yeah, a like one. a typical, like like a Frank Oz uh, Muppet sound yep. there. So that was fun. That you know, throwing it back to old school stuff. That could have been anything on there, but they they made uh, they made it all relevant again. Yeah. Still. And so when he gave when Werner Herzog's character, the client, gives Kyle the Beskar, he he has that line about uh, it's good to put things back in the natural over order of things, and that uh, the Beskar belongs back in the hands of a Mandalorian. Correct. Um, so and then. Once we get to the Mandalorian village, right, we take this this trip, this journey into, you know, I, what appears to be a giant blacksmith place, which yes. is pretty crazy. Uh, they mentioned that this Beskar was taken during the Great Purge. Yes. Um, so, again, as, uh, I mean... It, is the Great Purge, do you think, is that um, from the Clone Wars, the TV series? It's got to it's got to be the like the Mandalorian uh the, that uprising that happened, right? Wasn't there a okay. there was like a civil, a war. civil yeah. war? Yeah, it's yeah. got to be that. Okay. There's got to be more to that and I feel like we're going to learn more about that as the series goes on, but we do see uh as as this really crazy intense awesome Mandalorian blacksmith takes this Beskar, female blacksmith. Female blacksmith. Yes. Yeah, she kills Give it, it and she power to the girls. That's right. Um, and she makes him a pauldron, and she says, mm-hmm. "There's plenty here. The uh, excess will sponsor many, uh, many foundlings, right?" Yes. So, and he says that he was a foundling. So, what what is a foundling? What do you think? I think it um, like when, and then they give you that that clip, that flashback. It looks like uh, people like orphans, basically yeah. orphans is, right? is the best way to put it. Because you see him with his parents. 
And uh, then you're led to believe that his parents, like his mom, like tucks him away in, in a little corner somewhere. And then you're just led to believe that they're going to get killed by the uh, battle droids and everything that were coming up behind him. So the foundlings would be orphans from, I guess from the Mandalorian wars and stuff like that. That's that's my best bet here. And they say that it will sponsor many foundlings. So maybe that Beskar goes into making the foundlings helmets. Because, okay. again, another silly thing I saw and maybe my second watch through is like, Every, and uh, at least three times there was mention of they never take off their helmets. Right. And I wanted to talk about that right? because, because in previous shows, right. they the Clone do. Wars and Rebels, we see the Mandalore. First of all, we see the planet Mandalore with a bunch of people, no helmets on. Right. Now, when we're in this Mandalorian village, even the little kids running around playing have Mandalorian helmets Mandalorian on. Mandalorian helmets on. So, like, first of all, like, is this, do they have the same helmet their whole life? When they grow up, does their helmet grow with them? Or do they have a big helmet when they're a kid? Yeah. Or do they have to get new helmets <laughs> as they get older? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, it's very interesting. They are making a big deal out of the fact that this helmet does not come off. So you know this helmet's coming off at some point. Right. And because they right? said it twice. Yeah. Two different people have said it to him about, yeah. uh, well, you, if you take your helmet off, you can see better. And and then yeah, uh, in the beginning, it Horatio was the, Sand yeah. says, oh, you guys don't ever take your helmet off. That's right. And it's like, well, wait a minute. But they have in other series. So it'll definitely be interesting to see if there's a reason why. Yeah, we're, we're going to get now. some more info on that yeah. for sure. Um, so we're, we're trying to push along here because also, there's so much information. Also, another Easter egg that people have highlighted and zoomed in and uh, increased the oh, brightness right. in. When he's walking through there, there's rumors that you see no none other than... Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Oh, yes. yeah. There's apparently, yeah, and I've seen it. There's an IGN article about it. Uh, apparently, you have to crank the, the brightness and the contrast a lot, mm -hmm. um, but he's there. I mean, maybe not him, but someone who looks an awful lot like him. Right. Um, so, it, three rumors about that. One was that um, the Mandalorian is Boba Fett, which obviously yeah, he's not. That, no. would, that would be, and we talked about this privately. I don't want it to be Boba Fett because no. I, I want him to have his own lore. I yeah. want him to have his own story. Then two was that uh, Boba Fett's armor got spit out of the Scarlet and it's somebody else wearing his armor. Could be. Possible. The other one is that it actually is Boba Fett and maybe there will be like a like an Apollo Creed training montage at some point where Boba Fett's training the Mandalorian. Kyle. Kyle on uh, you know how to be a better Mandalorian and take down the uh, Russian boxer in, in the third season of... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting Rocky confused yeah, I think, with. I think yes. you're mixing some stuff here, my friend. Speaking That's of okay. Rocky, real fast, Dolph Lundgren had nine lines. Uh, we talked about this last episode. Mandalorian has more than that now, so yes. Nick was correct. Yep. Actually, as we're watching, I think we were like 15 minutes in, and and my wife like taps my shoulder and she goes, "He's already passed those Mando lines." <laughs> like the first watch through, she was like on it. She was like, "How many lines did you say? Nine? He's already passed. <laughs> He's that. already passed it." Yep. So well, she was she was counting along at home with us. That's herself. awesome. That nice. um, so. Moving through, we we now we have we have our mission, we have our goal, yes. we have a a brand new Beskar pauldron, which yes. thank goodness because our our boy IG Eleven shoots him shoots in him it. right at the pauldron. Yes. Thank God he had it. But so uh, we go to this faraway planet, I guess, and mm -hmm. uh, we are we are met with the uh, the blurg. The blurg. We are, and we, this is another one that people were making assumptions that this was Tatooine because they saw Jawas, which. It's not Tatooine no, because there's not. mud and rain yeah, and Tatooine's a desert planet with, with two suns. And in some of the awesome cinematography, when he's walking alone or with the, with the, uh, uh, the bounty, um, there's only one sun. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's not Tatooine. It's not Tatooine. For sure. But it is a, a pretty, you know, desolate, dreary-looking place to live. And yet, we've got this this guy, uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. What's his name? You said he, had, he didn't uh, say Cole. it. Cole. K-U-L-L. Yeah, Cole saves Kyle's life, saves man. Saves his life. Because he he's about to get eaten by Blurg. And it was pretty cool. He, he's using all of his uh, his tricks to try and protect himself from the Blurg. And then uh, Nick Nolte shoots him with some... Just with electric darts. Electric darts. And they both fall down. Yep. And then he has spoken. Yes, the, I the, have spoken. The internet's favorite new little catchphrase. Yes, I have spoken. I have spoken. Which like, is awesome. It, oh, it's like he's like Yoda-esque. Yeah. Like... Uh, um, just the the wisdom of yeah, aliens. The wisdom, man. yes. They, they have S wisdom. I have spoken. Yeah, and uh, the the puppetry is awesome, by the way, in that mm-hmm. costume. I think it's so cool. Um, and so they have yet again one of these really cliche Western themed moments that I don't care at all. That is really cliche, where the 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 Western outlaw cowboy guy has to tame their their mount. Has to break the mount. You know, they have break to break them. break the horse. You yes. know, and so. Here we have the Blurg mount getting broken by the Can't Mandalorian. Can't you just give me a speeder or something? Apparently like, not. I like the line. Your your uh, your kind has uh, ridden yeah. the Mythosaur. The, the great Mythosaur. The great Mythosaur. That's right. You can ride a Blurg. So, yeah, I would think so. The Mythosaur were giant dragon things. Yes. This is like a little kind of weird looking lizard lizard pony um, <laughs> with really admittedly really sharp teeth very but, sharp teeth uh all he had apparently all he had to do was be nice mm-hmm. right just like, calm just, down just, just relax give him some be pe- nice head rubs him. yeah you know pet him on his head and then and then he'll come around and I then mean, suddenly you'll be best friends i don't know why people think that they can just be mean to animals and then jump on them and then jump on them right right you can, a little bit. Yeah, just just be nice to them, and then they'll be nice back to you. So, and, and then they ride them blurg over to the compound. To yes, and then all hell breaks loose. Yes. Oh I my mean, gosh, so many. It was whatever they were. They weren't. I wouldn't call them bad guys. Well, because, those that was the, were those the same. Um, what what was the alien race? Was that the same people we were thinking were Clatoonians or no? That, no, was, that was in second episode. episode. That's yeah, right. That's in, okay, that's in chapter two. That's right. So they were just a bunch of. Thugs. We don't just, know why they were there. We don't know what their role in defending the the, the bounty, bounty was. was. Yes. Um, but we do know they were guarding him. A lot of them, and, and there was a lot of them guarding him. Yeah. And Kyle was really meticulously planning out his attack route when in comes IG Eleven to ruin the day. Oh. And he's my new favorite character I, ever. I love how robotic they made oh, him. Oh, it's awesome. So stiff, so straight yeah, he's up and not, down. Yeah, he's not like this threatening, like, like it's not Terminator 2, no. you know, like with T-2000 or whatever it yeah. is. It is like just a, a rickety droid coming in, and they're like all looking at it like, all right, what are you going to do? And then he just spins, unleashes on His them. head spins in one direction. His eyes spin in another direction. His body spins in a third direction. His legs were spinning in a different direction. And the whole time, his shoulders stayed perfectly level. Like they, they, he never uh, went up and down at all. Yep. He was just straight across. It was pretty, really cool. Yep. And then uh, it turns out that they have to team up now because because they're, mean, they're because both IG Eleven blew their cover. And and also, so IG Eleven said, "I thought I was the only one on uh, on this bounty," and he said, "So did I." And then I find interesting, IG Eleven had a different. He had a different set of orders. Different set of orders mm-hmm. and was given to him by a different person. Yeah, this was definitely there is there are multiple bounties out on on, on this, this bounty. Particular this, individual. Yes. This particular fifty year old individual. Now as soon as they said fifty years old, I knew there was going to be a twist. Yeah, it was I, like why why are you telling us the age? Why yeah, does that matter? Why does that matter? You yeah. know, like so I was like, okay. 
So it's I'm the thinking, Chekhov's gun principle, right? If you if you you're a writer and you mention a gun in a room, at some point that gun has to go off. Has to right? go off. And so it's the same thing. There's an age. Oh, that age must be interesting. So 50 years old. Judging by the trailers, I was thinking it had something to do with the woman who was holding um, a child in the river. There was right. like one scene when she's, she's like coddling a child sure. in the river. So I'm thinking the bounties for the parents, and then you know there's going to be a kid in this somehow. Ah, I was kind of right, but not really. Not quite. Not so they, quite. they, I mean, we we don't got to go hand through, hand in hand through the battle for you. You no. need to watch this. battle. You need to watch the battle. It is so great. IG Eleven is great in it. <laughs> I have to self destruct mode. Don't self destruct. And, and now talk about Chekhov's gun. I mean, when he does that self destruct thing, they could have very simply made it a self destruct mode. They made the conscious choice to have it a self destruct with a photon detonator in his chest. In his chest. That photon detonator is going to explode at some point. Kyle yes. is going to grab that thing and throw it at someone. Almost guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. Like, it's why there. else would it be there? Yes. Right? So anyway, they go in, and there is their, their quarry. It's in this little floating egg thing. And what is it? It's uh, only the most awesome thing ever. It's adorable. It's so adorable. I want to pet it behind it's, the ears. As they say, big eyes and little bodies always make people ooh and ah. It's and, a baby... Yoda. Baby Yoda. What else Baby can Yoda. we call it at this point? We can't. Because there's nothing else we can call it. We've never known what Yoda's species was. Nope. Nope. Um, it is shrouded in a mystery. All we've known was when we met Yoda, he was almost 900 years old. Because yeah. when he died on his 900th birthday or whatever it Something was. Something like that. Something like that. So Yoda's 900 years old. So then we see a baby... And then it makes sense that this 50-year-old baby, because IG-11 even says to you, different species age differently. That's right. Yeah. And so we have this 50-year-old baby. Um, and now, if we're doing a little math, this is where the tinfoil starts. Here we go. If we're doing a little math, 50 years before this is firmly within the Clone Wars, yes? Correct. Now, there are only two of Yoda's species at all in the Star Wars canon right now. That we know about. That yeah. we have seen. Mm -hmm. Yoda. And another Jedi female named Yaddle. Yaddle. Yoda and Yaddle were both around during the Clone Wars. And both... About 50 years before all this took place. And both highly Force-sensitive. Yeah. The greatest Jedis of their 900-year era. So that's my tin my tinfoil theory, and a lot of people seem to be leaning towards this, is maybe that Yoda and Yaddle... Had a little tryst together, mm -hmm. and they created little yodel, yodel, yaddle, yaddle, yodi, whatever this little baby Yoda is. Now that seems kind of far fetched, but I am Yabby. Yabby, Yabby is another like another Yabby. name. There's a bunch of names: Yabby, Yoder, and Yodel. It, it does seem kind of far fetched to me that they would pull a character like Yaddle like that out of nowhere because, like, mm -hmm. not many people have heard of Yaddle, right? But I am in the process right now of playing Jedi Fallen Order on PlayStation 4, and if you have a PlayStation 4 and Xbox, get it. It is the best Star Wars game I've ever played. I will not give you any spoilers here, but I will tell you in an off-the-cuff remark in this game, Yaddle is mentioned. Okay. They mention Yaddle like in a total like kind of off-the-cuff sort of, oh, uh, they're talking about, oh, I heard there used to be this, this green-haired, pointy-eared or this green pointy-eared Jedi master, and the one person's like, oh, you mean Yoda? And he's like, no, I mean Yaddle. And, like, that just to me is like, oh, no, this is got, Yaddle's going to be important. Why would they? No, it's Yaddle. Yoda and Yaddle made Yudel, and that's what it and is. And that's what it is. Kyle, Steve, Yudel, 
That's, that's that's all the names. That's everyone's name from here on forward, right? But that's my tinfoil theory. Oh. I want to know your tinfoil theory. If you think I'm right or wrong, um, I want you to tell us because there it is. Sorry, I had to throw this in here. Speaking of Yaddle and Yodel and and uh, whatever the little baby Yoda's name is. Little Muppet Baby Yoda. When I was a kid in the mid-80s. They had a cartoon called Muppet Babies. And and I, I watched think, Muppet Babies when I was a kid. Oh well, you had the the second version of it. There no, where you there was the hard, hardcore old fashioned. No, it was the old cartoon. one. The, the okay. second version just came out. I think it's on Disney Plus actually. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. But you can yes. check that out on Disney Plus. Disney today. Plus definitely. That check is not it out. a paid advertisement. <laughs> but yeah, so Baby Yaddle would fit perfectly into the Muppet Babies or, or Yodel Baby or Yodel Yodel Baby Yodel. Yes. So here we have this Baby Yoda. And we are we are firmly pushing forward into chapter two. What is chapter two called? The child. It's called the child, right? Chapter one didn't have a name, but chapter, chapter two one. does. It is called the child, uh, and it's it's basically Kyle and Yudel's day out. So, chapter one, a lot of world building. Yes. A lot of detail. A lot of learning. Yes. Chapter two, much more intimate. Much more intimate. Chapter two is a smaller st- scale story. It's just like, a, hey, now we need to get home. I, I got this bounty. I'm the only one to get it. Uh, all these other people have tried. They're not as good as me. Now I need to just go home. And in cliche, typical, you know, TV, movie lore, you can't just go home. You always have to have problems. Yep. And that's where we run into here is the, he's, he runs into some problems as he's on his way home. He sure does. He sure does. And again, we finished chapter two at around 40 minutes or so, 42 minutes maybe. Uh, we start, or chapter one rather, chapter two we start in. It's it's only an hour, a half an hour episode. 33 minutes with uh, the opening and closing credits. So uh, we're like 28 minutes. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bummed about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not so happy about that. I, I would love it if it, they were closer to like a Game of Thrones length. Right. Uh, you know, like a, a 50 minute episode would be much better for so me. So because but, it's on its own streaming service, Disney Plus, check it out, Fourteen or $7 a month or $70 for the year. That's right. Um. They don't have to fit within standard U.S. you know TV show timeframes right. of thirty minute or hour long episodes. Do you think we'll have any hour long episodes? Or do you I think... really hope so. I hope so too. Um, I I mean, I don't want. Here's the deal. I don't want them to fluff the the episodes with needless time. You know, right. that, just that's, wasting time. That's the uh, the other hand of it. I'm glad they're not doing that. Um, which is interesting because there's not much dialogue in these. In these episodes. Episode two, there wasn't any dialogue for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, and yet so many things happen. Mm-hmm. We didn't need that dialogue. It no. didn't feel like it was just filler. Um, like, speaking of Game of Thrones again, I feel like so much of that last episode of Game of Thrones was just people walking and, like, someone walking and right. someone walking. This this show had a, it is so far doing a really good job of the not dialogue being important. Correct. Um, so I think that's really great. And and it, it also, you know, takes it back to that old Western feel like cowboys were rough and tough guys. They're not they're not, you know, sit around and chat about your day type of people. No. And he's the same way. He's not a big chatter. He wouldn't do well on our show. That no, he would not. Because the first word of banter, banter. No, he, he would, would not banter. He would not banter. And you know, it seems to me that that armor he wears on the outside, he's also wearing it on the inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone's got to break through that beskar on he his heart. To, he needs to see a, a space shrink. <laughs> That's and get right. Deep down inside, find For out real. why he's so. Someone's got to crack crack he's, the surface of that beskar. He's holding a whole bunch of tension inside as well. Yeah. The Clone Wars, um, man. 
does a lot to people. Does a lot to people. So I, I, I uh, the first couple of scenes, even when they're not talking, I liked. I, I made reminded me of like the walk of shame, like you're walking home from the other person, the fraternity house or whatever, the sorority house, wherever you're coming from. The next morning, you're still wearing the same clothes. It was a long walk. It went through sunrise and sunset and all that stuff, uh, and then halfway through. He runs into some problems, yeah. and that's the scene that we saw in one of the trailers, where those uh, Bosque type and or Trandoshian. Yes, right? I, don't I, know. The more I look at them, the more they look they look less Trandoshian than I thought. Okay, I think the Clutunian thing is more is, is more, but we'll see. They didn't they part. didn't tell us really. They didn't so. tell us. Um, so they attack them, and they too had a bounty on this. Baby Yoda on yeah, the little Yodel like there, here. There's a lot of people. Yodel. I'm going to call him Yodel. Yodel. Baby right? Yodel, yes. Yaddle and Yoda make Yodel. Yodel, right? yes. Um, so this little Yodel, 50-year-old Yodel, is causing a lot of trouble. Yeah. Now, here's here's uh, the crazy thing about it is, like, where has he been? Like, who's been carting him around? Right. Like, like he was just in this compound with all these hardened battle dudes with, with guns. Where, who's who's been who's transporting the motherly like, figure taking this care poor, of poor this poor Yudel has not had affection probably mm. shown forever and that maybe that's why Yudel likes Kyle so much because they do they do kick it off together they've got a nice little buddy a, bond yes they do on. have a little buddy bond I love little Yudel after this fight that we just talked that he runs into and we do see the other transponder after he beats all three people and he protects them during it like yep. the bad first bad guy jumps down on him. He uses his his uh, his, his eye watch, thing. his yeah. wrist watch there, his eye watch, his Apple watch, <laughs> his Apple watch to to push it away. Boom! And also now we find out that you know Yudel is not controlling the baby carriage by the force. It's yeah. just a floating baby carriage, Apparently, which we see yeah. around all That's the time. Fine. Yeah, which is everywhere, really cool. sure. everywhere. <laughs> um, so he uses his eye watch, gets it out of, out of harm's way. Yudel standing, sitting there watching, and he's got his big, big black eyes, and he's just like, "Oh, look, this guy's protecting me." It's like, "Daddy, I love you," you know, and whatever. And it's, and it's so cute. It's so cute. Oh, he's cute. He, uh, you know, I want to pet Yudel. Oh, I would. I just want to hold him and cuddle him. I don't know if you really pet a Yudel. I think you just like hug him. Yeah, I'd, I'd hug a Yudel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that should be a Twitter. I'd hug a Yudel. Hug a Yudel. Hug a Yudel. Right? Today's <laughs> National Hug a Yudel Day. That's right. Mark your calendars. Mark November seventeenth, National Hug a Yudel Day. So, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even had any of this drink. That's the it's sad because part. It's, it's so bad. bad. It's almost like something Yudel would eat. I think. Like I'm looking. I'm gonna take a picture just so you can see the layers on the oh, side yes. of this because you can see like yeah through yours uh, you can definitely see see the settling of yeah you're gonna I'm gonna post this on Instagram later and you can see why you're not gonna want to make this later Ooh. no oh wait so we need here uh, we're oh, we staging a picture right here hold right. on just for we one second we gotta put our little yudel little oh, handless yudel hand, well we'll put him on that side so you don't there see this go. missing his hands okay so yeah so baby yudel is there um attacking get or watching the attack happen and uh he kills two of ah, he, sorry my my Game of Thrones audiobook started playing. He kills uh, two of the, uh, what are the bad guys called? What species did you Clintunian? say? Clintunians. He kills two of the Clintunians. One of them starts to run towards Baby Yudel with his axe high in the air, very um, uh, sand, uh, well, what were the sand creatures? The Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, Tuscan Raider-esque in, from episode four. And he pulls out his, his rifle and he blasts them. And not only does he blast them, Oh boy! But he just evaporates. He him. disintegrates. Disintegrates the guy, him. Man. He's gone. Like that. That line from episode five. 
no disintegrations. Now we understand. Yes. Now we get just why. No disintegrations. He was just gone. Just and then the clothes just fall to the ground and baby Yudel's like, Thank you for saving me. Yeah, this this poor fifty year old child just witnessed a massacre. Right in front of him. He's gonna have like mental scars for the yeah. rest of his he's gonna be on on a therapist chair, right? I think family therapy him for and the two Kyle. Of them. Yes. Yeah, are, are both gonna need some therapy. We need together. some family therapy together. Yeah. So that's the first step. Then he finally he beats those guys. He gets hurt beating those guys and then this is when they uh, they spend the night together sitting out by the campfire and little baby Yudel tries to use the force to help him heal his heal his wound, and and, and Kyle's not having any. Kyle's not having any. He just he, picks him up, puts him back. He also, and we can fast forward to the end of the episode. Also, when we talk about this, they don't understand the force. Yeah, sure. Kyle and Cole doesn't understand the force. And we can take a step back. Why don't they understand the Force? Because there's not a whole lot of Force going on in the there universe is not. right now, in the galaxy, right? It, yeah. This is after the Empire, so the only Force users that are perceivably around five years after the Empire would probably be Luke. And maybe a few others that might have made it through the... That the, are in, the, in hiding. Yeah, maybe in hiding. Maybe they're in hiding. Um, but we don't know... What's going on? We do know right now that Luke is out there somewhere. Um, even if, if we if we back up even to the start of A New Hope, right, which would be thirty five years before, not even how Luke wasn't Luke didn't age that much. So say it's fifteen, like 15 years. 20 years, yeah, yeah. So at that point, the the only force sensitive person that anybody really knew of would be Darth Vader, and even Darth Vader wasn't like a like a public figure. No, you know what I mean, it's not like he he was like going to rallies or anything right he was it's just like only the highest people in in the empire would know who even darth vader was or, or how darth vader used his forceness um so then you find like luke is learning the force and uh and obi-wan kenobi but he was in hiding so you would think any of the other jedis if there's any others left at that point they would all be in hiding as well but there was also a big disinformation campaign from the empire okay right? calling the jedis traitors, traitors and saying that yes. they turned it so there was a more than likely, and I'm, I'm sure I've read this uh, as truth somewhere, that they, they spread all these rumors about the, the Jedi um, so that people would discredit them, people mm-hmm. wouldn't want them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by this time, the Jedi had probably fallen into myth at this point. Yes. I mean, you got to figure anyone who was around like and could have seen the Jedi in action probably was was gone by... You know the the end of the empire. Sure. So a lot of a lot of the galaxy probably didn't even believe in the force. In the force know what anymore. The force yeah. was. So so the fact that they had no idea what little Yodel Yodel was doing, um, is just because we know all about the force because we watch we watch it from from the theater chair. But the people living in this galaxy had no idea about it. Now I gotta ask you, Rob. Okay. Baby Yodel. Baby Yodel. Clearly very strong in the force, right? Yes. 50 years old is he too old to begin the training is he too old <laughs> to begin 50. jedi training i guess you have to you have to put into per, into percentage his age versus his life expectancy okay luke's life expectancy as a human 70 80 ish so at at 18 he was a little too old for that but 50 to 900 his you know he still has 850 years to go i got you so percentage so, wise i think he'll be okay with learning the four all right thank <laughs> Good goodness question. i was i was really concerned about our poor little yudel's <laughs> chances of becoming if a he jedi. was going to be able to become a jedi That's or not right. so no so then he he d- finally gets back to his ship only to find jawas 
destroying they his stripped ship, it. stripping it. Ugh. And I do like some of the lines that um, that Cole said when uh, when the Mandalorian was being a little uh, little whiny, in my opinion. They destroyed my ship. And he said, Jawas don't destroy your ship. They just loot your ship or they just take stuff. They don't break stuff. They just take stuff. That's right. So they didn't break his ship. They just took everything off of it that they needed. Which uh, effectively made it useless. Made it useless. So, you know, yeah, they, I, I, I get you know why he would say it was broken. But, you know, it was just useless, really. And could he have... This is my question. He's got a... So, going back to uh, A New Hope, when they... Uh, when Han Solo tells him it's ten thousand credits to get them through the through the galaxy, right? And Luke says ten thousand credits. We could buy our own ship for that. He says real whiny he like sure that. Does, he sure he's does. Got his farm boy. Yeah, his farm boy. Whatever. Um, so you got to figure that ship at least costs ten thousand credits. At least. At least in ten thousand credits. Do you think he could get one of those? No, I guess not. Maybe they didn't have space fobs. They must not have had. A, a space fob or Keyless car entry. alarm, keyless entry on a ten thousand credit ship. Come on, lock that John up. Yeah, I don't understand how how that that's. There's got to be some sort of security measures if you're just leaving yeah. your ship in a random spot. Yeah, I mean he's got. He's Although they're scavengers, the, maybe they're they're just that good. They're that good. They they efficiently, uh, effectively. What's the word? I'm not even. Uh, essentially, that's the word I'm looking for. That's essentially. The Took the car that was on the side of the freeway, jacked it up, put some cinder blocks underneath of it, and took the wheels and the car stereo off of it. So he got back and he saw his ship sitting on cinder blocks and was yeah. like, what the happened here? Yep. Poor guy. Poor guy. And so he had to go get get all his parts back. So, yep. So he had to go get all his parts back. He tried. He Well, he... the. Um, the train robbery. Yeah. If we're gonna go to well, Wild first, West, first he incinerated <laughs> a couple of them. He disintegrated like four or five Jawas yes. while they were on their way out. And then, and then he tried to do the big train robbery of of uh, eighteen seventy six here, which uh, did not succeed it did very not well. Go well, no. I did like how heavy and old they made the uh, sand crawler look. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. In comparison to Episode Four, like it. It had the same body style. It was still big, but uh, like Episode Four, A New Hope, in there, you saw it. You knew it was old, but in this, like you really saw the rust pock marks all over it. You saw um, the layers of heavy iron and steel all bolted, all bolted all around the outside of it. You saw how big and bulky it was. I really loved the aesthetic of it so much better. Uh, and then he did the the Batman walk up the side of the building, right. <laughs> uh, which was fun. And a lot nice. of Batman parallels. He's basically yes. space Batman. He is space cowboy. Batman. Space cowboy Batman. And then I also liked uh, the people popping their heads out of the side of the windows reminded me of another old TV show called Laughing. They did this one scene where uh, people would pop their head out of these different windows and tell jokes. And I was just waiting for the Jawas to just tell some really lame dad joke, but they never did that. Yeah, that's that's a little dated reference yes. for me. So. Um, so yeah, so that's that. The, the giant train robbery. It didn't go well. Didn't they, go well. They, they zapped him. <laughs> and little Yodel Yodel is like <laughs> following behind in his floating thing. He's just like, dun, yep. dun, 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 like following along was really cute. He's, I really... he's, he's got himself set to follow slash yes, follow. Set... <laughs> <laughs> um, so he falls off and he gets zapped and it's lights out. And it's lights out. And he wakes up and he goes, well, now what do I do? Right. Right. So then he gets back to Cole. And then Cole yeah, says, boy Nick Nolte. He goes, "Okay, I can get you. Uh, I can get your stuff back." And he he's like, "But it's my stuff." He goes, "Well, we'll just trade." 
So then they offer him a trade of the yodel, yodel, and he's like, no, I'm not. St- no. Stay away from it. Yeah. Stay away from it. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl, little thing. I yodel. guess. It's I a yodel. It's a yodel. They don't yeah. need to change diapers or anything like that. So they I never guess. looked to see what, what it was. Um, so then they, they call it an it. And then uh, he says, no, instead of that, I will. What else can I do for you? Well, then they ask for the Beskar, right? The Beskar, yes. Like, nope, nope, not getting not it. Not getting that. Right. And so, then yeah. finally they tell him, well, get us the egg. The egg. The egg. They don't say an egg. They don't say, like, we need this this egg from this one. No, they just said, get us the egg. The egg. Uh, and it turns out the egg is really hairy. Very hairy. Like, what is Muddy, the deal hairy? with that egg, Yeah, that was man. a weird egg. It is the strangest egg. And, you know, I really thought this egg was important to these Jawas. Yeah, I, I thought really it was going to be something I really thought that this was, big. like, a religious yeah. symbol uh-huh. for them or else something that they can, like, use as, as like, fuel or something. <laughs> they tore into that thing, and it was gross, <laughs> It was man. gross. It was, the yolk was all goopy, and, like, they were just slobbering it into their... Uh, it was like they it was the uh, the opposite of this drink yeah. it was the greatest thing that they ever could get their hands on as I opposed f- to this drink which is the worst I thing that you could get your drink yes. until you mentioned it it's uh, so gross it is so gross <laughs> don't um, try it do not try it try um, that Tatooine sunrise again yes most definitely we should that just that should just be a fallback every single time yeah. or just is have it one just on the back burner just say whatever, whatever, whatever it was it was delicious <laughs> whatever it was called so, but then the the, the rhino um, type creature that he had to kill. It kind of looks like the same. Remember in uh, Attack of the Clones episode two when they're in the pit. Yes, and there's and like the, the three the creatures. Three creatures. It kind of looked like the one, right? Yes, I don't did. know that it was the same thing, but it did remind me. It of did. That it was reminiscent of that. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, so he, again, he had a hard. He has a hard time fighting animals yes he's fine with people mm-hmm. but anytime he starts fighting an animal an animal just takes it to him my son said to me he goes man he gets his butt kicked a lot and yeah. it's, he is he is taking a beating in this series but he keeps getting up i also realized uh when he when he's putting all the armor segments onto his armor non-metal part like I, it's like fabric it's fabric but like there's electronics and stuff yeah all that, built underneath when they it. when they put the pauldron on you could see that it like it it kind of snapped into place via like some magnetic, magnetic something. Yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. pretty cool. And when, when his chest best car armor was off after he got nailed in the, in the chest oh, right. by the horn of that, uh, of that creature, um, he was Steve. like solder Steve. He was soldering things back. It's a bad guy's name to- is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Every bad guy's name is Steve. He was like soldering the inside of it back together and it looked like there was electronic components and all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. Not only is it like a strong metal, but it's also there's other stuff built in there to make it even even better of armor. That's right, and uh, and of course he would not have been able to even get this egg if it were not for our boy Udal. Udal, Udal saved the day. So the guns weren't working. He was trying to shoot it. Shooting wasn't working. Then the thing was attacking him. He tried to hit it with a flamethrower. That wasn't working. So basically, to beat this, all you need is a 50 year old baby Udal using the force. That's it. And then a vibro knife that you just stab yeah, into man, his neck. That tiny little knife. I was amazed. <laughs> like this big thing has been beating him to, pu- uh-huh. to a pulp. And then Udall just says, stop. Stop. And he goes, boink. Yep. And that's it. And I'm like, really? Like, it looked like the, his skin had to be, you know, six inches thick and the, like really thick, hard, leathery hide. And that knife was four inches long at, at no, the Clearly most. there's an extraordinarily important a vein or something right, right in there. their neck. Yeah, and he and hit it he right hit on it. the spot because yeah. he hit it and it immediately it, just it dropped. dropped. Yeah. And then he was able to get that hairy, goopy, ugly that egg. goopy egg. 
and get get all his parts back. He got all his parts back, and then he and then he was it was funny. He says the crawl. Uh, uh, crawl, when they get back to the ship and he's like it's broken it's going to take forever we're going to have to take it to a port and Cole just says to him well we could get it done faster if you helped yeah. and I was like <laughs> I'm like man is he this whiny is he is he actually going to be this whiny this my ship's broken I can't fix it And but he did he did uh, Nick Nolte's got a real Miyagi thing he does. going on about yeah. him you know so I mean? he can say now that his ship is built not bought that's a big thing in the, in the Jeep community I oh yeah Jeep. yes like it's cool if you you know you spend ten thousand extra dollars to take it to a mechanic for them to do all the stuff. But if you did it yourself, it makes it even that much cooler. Oh, wow. So now he so did now he's it got himself. Rights. He's got bragging rights. You think now. when he flies by other Razor Crests in the galaxy, he waves at them? He like, waves. Like yeah, he gives he gives them a little people. little little Jeep wave. Yeah. And you know what else he he I saw he put on there. Um, he did get this put back on there. He bought this nice. from from the Jawas. They said here next time. Lock See, that's it. how they get you. You yeah. know what it is? They steal all your stuff, mm-hmm. and then when you go to get it back, they sell you a security package. Like, that's what it is. An they're, extra security they're package. Just, they're just pushy salesmen. Yeah. They're like, here, they're you smart. Know, if you had this security package, you wouldn't have this problem. It's like, so now he does. <laughs> it's like when you download McAfee on your computer, it's the virus scan that yes. actually is the virus. Is the virus. <laughs> yes. That's right. Sand people, or Jawas, man. They're, they're smart. They're smart people. They're smart little smart uh, scavengers. Little people. That's yes. right. So and that's uh is that the end? We that's pretty the much end? yeah. Because then then he gets back into the ship and they they take off. All oh, right, he off. offers he offers Nick Nolte oh. a place on his ship. Yeah, and he turns it down, which I'm really bummed about. I hope that's not the last we see of I, Nick Nolte. So hope we see him some more. Yeah, because he was like, I worked I worked my whole life not to have to work for anybody. And he's like, I can pay you well. And he goes, No, it's okay. Yeah, um, but his character's so good. I'd be really mm-hmm. bummed if that was. He, his character is very. I feel like we're not gonna. Yeah. I feel like that's not gonna be it. He's but. the Ugnot version of Yoda to this yeah. guy. He's very, very, uh, very. Uh, I'm telling you, he's Mr. Miyagi. He is Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but it's also like we talked about before. Neither of them understand what the Force is. Right. Um, and then they, as they're leaving, as he's flying away. Little Yudel is sleeping in his floating carriage right next to the right next to the pilot seat. So he's, you know, keeping a good eye on him. He's being a good uh, uh, adoptive father. Or... As as he's bringing him presumably back to the people who want to experiment on him. Yes, the doctor, right? Doctor Pershing. That's, like yes. that's now Pershing is is the one who is very insistent on it is not a kill mission. Right, he right? has to be alive. So Pershing again. There's multiple people with multiple bounties on this thing. For sure, but Pershing, I, I mean, he's a doctor. You got like they're setting up this whole mad, mad scientist. scientist. I want to, I want to try and manipulate the force. So I think we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna see Jedi at all in this series, but I like that we're exploring the force. The force, yes, and and the fact that the Empire, which is now gone, is looking for the force mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to Now, do you think they're fallen empire people or do you think they're I think actually... they're what's called what's part of what's called the the uh remnant, the imperial remnant. Okay. Right? So I think that we're going to find out that Steve the the client the client might be someone working for someone like Moff Gideon maybe. Okay. That's possible. Okay. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Um I don't necessarily know for sure. But yeah, I think they've got to definitely be part of like the Imperial Remnant, just the okay. people left behind who are like maybe trying to who are still Imperial supporters yeah. type thing, and possibly leading up to what we see in in Star Wars Episode Seven, where they're all reestablished again. So 
These could be the holdouts that maybe get it back together again. Well, and that's that's another kind of interesting thing too, because the first order is formed like in the unknown regions. Like there, there's okay. this place called the unknown regions uh, where like no one ever goes, and so uh, supposedly kind of like Arizona, order, just like Arizona. Yeah, actually, okay. as a matter of fact, <laughs> Phoenix. Phoenix. Um, yeah, that's the unknown regions are basically Phoenix, um, and so I I wonder if maybe this imperial remnant hooks up with the first order at all or, okay. or if they they're supportive of the first order i don't know okay so <clears throat> we went through everything we're a little over an hour but i want to i'm really impressed with us i gotta say I, i've yeah. been trying to push push push. yeah we've been really pushing through Ooh. but I, I have as we're pushing through now i i want to do like predictions for predictions. what do we think is going to happen in the next episode I don't know. Well, um, I predict that ESPN is going to give you a uh, thing uh, the, on your phone. Yes, the football scores. Yes. Um, well, it's, I mean, I think it's pretty darn clear that he's not going to turn Udall in. Right. I mean, that's that's just he, because like he looks over at Udall like a dad would look at like a baby, but Udall's sleeping, and then he goes back to flying, and then little Udall sits up and is like looking up at him, like, "Oh, thank you." And I, I guess you could make the argument that he's trying. Oh, excuse me. He's <laughs> trying to keep the the baby Udall safe because the the bounty is, is will so pay great. more yeah. if he's alive. Right. Right. That's what that's what Steve said. Um, and so, but no, I don't think that's it. I think he's you know one of those heart of gold mm-hmm. you know sort of guys, and he's gonna it's gonna be one of those here. I'm gonna give him to you, but at the last minute I'm not, and it's gonna cause all sorts of problems. Now the other thing here. Because it's 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 weird. The rules are weird because we don't. It's not really a guild sponsored bounty, right? But uh, shooting another guild member, which he did, yes, is illegal. Yes, right. Like they were both they were guild supposed members, to be all on the same team. Yes, um, and and he shot. And I'm going to go ahead and say he probably didn't kill IG11. Um, Correct. But, no, but he also killed him again. He killed those other um, creatures that attacked him in the cave or right. in the. But in it, the... it does look like they attacked him first. True. Right. But True. him and IG 11 were working together they and then work, he shot yes. him. So... And then he shot him. Because IG 11's mission said that he had to bring him in dead. Right. And then, you know, you could look at two ways that the Mandalorian could have taken it. Like, okay, well, I could bring him in dead. So either. He has a soft spot because he sees that it's a child, and going back to him being being a, a not a fledgling. What did they call it? A, fa- a foundling? A foundling. So maybe he sees this as like a foundling, and maybe then we get more into his backstory of as a foundling, somebody takes him under his wing, and, and okay, so he might see a little bit of himself in the in, in, in this the little udal. in this little udal. You think here. he's going to give Udal a little uh, Mandalorian helmet, make Udal a Mandalorian? Make him. Yeah, it's going to have to have cutouts in the side for those ears, yeah. or, else, ears. or else it's going to have to actually be oh yes around uh, the uh, ears. A big helmet them, around the ears. You have to yes, keep them safe you too. have to keep them safe as so well. So he can hear things. <laughs> So yeah. I don't have many clear cut. No, I don't know what's. Ha- I love that. I don't know what's going to happen next. I have I, I have an idea of what he's going to do, but right. I don't know where he's going right now. I don't know what's in his mind, which is great. Um, and even uh, like I like, excuse me. This started with uh, with the Walking Dead, where people were reading on like TV Guide and stuff. Excuse me. Uh, episodes to come, they were reading what the the synopsis of the episode was, so people were learning like, oh, this is going to happen next, and this is going to. So then they 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 cut that out, and that's what they're doing with the Disney Plus, like IMDb for episode three. It has a real short um, synopsis. All it says is 
the battled Mandalorian returns to his client for his reward. That's all it says. And there's nothing written about episode four. So we have no, we can't even like see any foreshadowing by cheating, by looking up and seeing what's supposed to happen, which is really cool also. It's very good that, that they're doing that for us. But, you know, so does he return him and then find out that they're doing research on him and go back and save him? Or do you think he doesn't even return him at all? I don't know, man. It could, it could go either way. Yeah. It's it's it could go either way at this Or point. does he pull uh a little uh scam a, 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 a switch he does like a, a the old switcheroo? Switch. Yeah, the old switcheroo. He, he he leaves like like a little a green like like fruit in a basket. <laughs> in a basket. And he gives it to them and he makes off with the real util. He puts a couple of olives in the in the, in the for make for it look eyes. like it's eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then he's I, like, no, that's totally util. Yeah, that's util. Yeah, he's Where's sleeping. the best car? Give, yeah, give me the best car. I need, I need that creative best car. I need to finish off my armor. That's right. So, oh, all right, well, I don't want to make too many predictions because I don't want to be those people that just tell you what's going to happen when it this? doesn't. How about they make the predictions? Let them make Why it. Why don't you go yes. ahead and tell us what you think? We Look, want to hear from you. Yes. We want you to tell us on Instagram. Instagram. We want you to tell us on Twitter. We want you to tell us on Facebook. And want you to send us an email. Please send us a better drink for next week. Please, this chunky you. drink. I'm begging you. We're at weekly episodes now because we've got we've got a new episode coming on Friday. Mm-hmm. So we we want to do this as much as we can, get di- deep into these episodes. But I I didn't drink any of this, and no. I'm kind of bummed about it. Yes. It is so foul. Please it send is. us better drinks than this. Yeah, this drink was not good at all. No, so. All right. Well, well so uh, you know, episodes one and two in the books. Uh, we're we're pretty excited about it. We are very excited about it. And also, if you when you're done listening to this, if you go into iTunes or whatever uh, music service you have, even whatever, and Spotify, you can, Spotify maybe, or yeah. whatever, and you can download some of the uh, the Mandalorian original score from the from the different shows uh right. which is really cool so i think we're gonna leave with that yeah let's uh let's have go. some of the amazing music amazing music so all right we'll until see next you, week yeah we'll see you next time all right